everyone. Welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Aganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And we have an Olympian with us today. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is very exciting. Can you see my pin? Yes. An Olympian. And I said, how did you keep this from me? But you are a curling aficionado. So and I have this pin right here on my park sportsbook hoodie because I got to go curling today. And my instructor, his name was Wayne and his two daughters almost made the Olympics Olympics this year. He's coached Olympic curlers before seven of the Olympic curlers in, um, I think the past, like two Olympics have been from the Philadelphia curling club. So I was taught today from the best of the best. Yes. 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 Okay. So it's called the the Olympic, what's the Olympic music. (laughs) right that's good that's good wait was that that pretty good yeah it's called the philadelphia curling club yes okay and so you literally just it's like a it's like a swiffer right yes and so what's the gist of it you basically have to use your energy to move okay so what what it is is it's on a sheet of ice but it's not um, ice, like hockey ice. I got this fully explained to me today. It makes a ton of sense. And I actually can't wait to watch, um, the games. Hold on. I have a little, they gave me a little pamphlet. Um, look, great magazine, America's curling heroes. This is our current team over there. So what it is, it's a sheet. So if you see, there's like a sheet of ice and they explain it on this little diagram with two lanes. And what you have to do is get the stone into the house, which is the other bullseye at the other end of the um, sheet of ice. Now the ice isn't like ice hockey ice because it's a little bit rougher. And oh, the so scrubbers, it's less slippage. Like, did so you wear less, sneakers? What did you wear on your feet? So I wear sneakers. There are curling shoes. And then they gave me um, like uh, these rubber grips to put on the bottom of my feet. And then you okay. have one shoe that's a sliding shoe. So then I had like a, like it's something over top of my sneaker. I wore my Joe Allen beads because yeah. I thought, you know, I, I thought I should be in comfy shoes and, you know, superstar shoes if I'm going to be curling with Olympians. And um, so, yeah, what you have to do is you kind of like crouch down and then you like hold your weight on one thing and you hold the curler, curl. So you basically, like stone. I'm going to say, how does somebody become a good curler? Is it that you just need good coordination? You need good coordination. I think it's a lot of figuring out um, curling position, technique, philosophy. It also depends on like ice condition too. So what happens okay. is the scrubbers that, or the sticks that, that you see scrubbing, yeah, they're, they're moving, they're trying to make the ice more slippery. So the stone can go further. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, and then, yeah, but what I learned is that, and I love this and I was like, I kind of want to go curling again. Like once uh, I'll get to the injury, but, um, I kind of want to go curling again. And, um, I learned that it's a very like cordial sport. So after you compete, you get a pin from the opposite team that you competed against. Um, and so nice. um, How Canadian it's it's so nice. And you can talk strategy. It's not like competitive, like everybody's friends and you shake hands and you can talk about your strategies and whatnot for, um, getting the stone down the ice because there's only, um, it doesn't like, you're not giving away the end result because the ice kind of determines and your, and your push off. So if, if your execution, when you push the stone down the ice, 
okay. isn't good. It doesn't matter if the opponent knew your strategy or not anyway. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Because so you're kind of in does your own anybody, lane anyway. Like any lay person become a curler or do you yeah. have to like train for it? Um, any person can become a curler. Okay. So you don't need to be yeah, like, a, I mean, a freak athlete. No, not even, not even the slightest bit. So it was lovely today. I was there with, um, mostly retirees who, um, oh, nice. curl during, who curled during the day. They were lovely. It was, um, Wayne, Dick, Donna, two Nancy's Lisa, Earl. I mean, all my pals. Yeah. They were delightful. Um, and the, it was great because Wayne was teaching me and then the two women there, um, it was Nancy and Lisa and Donna, they were kind of coaching me, but coaching me from like a woman's perspective. And, um, it was really sweet. Lisa says to me, she goes, all right, Nat. She's like, you're using your arms like this. She's like, but you got to just lean in and squeeze the girls right in front of you. (laughs) And I'm like, Wayne couldn't have said that to me. You know what I mean? She was like, she's like, women have to teach women. And I'll tell you what, once she did, and they were talking about my, you know, my butt in the center of gravity. Once she did, my technique was better. Unfortunately though, I've been dealing with a knee injury since the beginning of January. And how's that doing? It, it acted right back up. Right. I can feel it. And it definitely go to the orthopedic though about that. I'm going, I'm going. Um, but it, um, it's been, it's been well. Um, but yeah, it's still, I'm getting there. But it actually well, now you starts know to clear up when again. an athlete gets an injury and then they like rest and then they re-agitate it. Now you know what it's like. I know exactly what it's like. And I'm, you know, it's my, it's my MCL. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, my brother was like, okay, Nat, now's the time. So I mean, I mean, I'll get there, but now, yeah, I pretty much know what an MCL, what a knee injury feels like in an athlete. And I'll tell you what, it ain't pretty. Well, that's what it I was going to say. You pretty. wore your Joel Embiid shoes and yeah. We, Natalie and I were actually together. We went to the Sixers game. Shout out to Kate from Philly PR girl, who was on one of our episodes last she year. She was our first guest ever. Yeah. Which is awesome. So go check that yeah. out. And uh, she invited us to the, to the Sixers game. And we just thought it was just going to be like a kind of like a blowout We, you know, Joel wasn't playing. And so we were just like a chit chat and, oh, and we were with Taryn and Taryn was also a guest. So you can go listen to the Taryn Hatcher episode. Well, then yeah. all of a sudden the game went cuckoo and it was like one of the most exciting games of the season. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And Joel and B didn't even, I know. even play. And, you know, we're texting that morning. We're like, oh, we're not going to see Joel. We don't know what to expect, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Tyrese Maxi popped off. Well, and the Sixers just continue to. Did you see how cute it was? Ben. That, well, we, yeah, well, one of the biggest topics I want to talk about is how I feel that Rich Paul is ruining sports and pop culture, which is very fitting since this well, is the podcast. Like, well, I love, I love your philosophy on this. So when you start, I'm just going to let you, because you are so much more in tune with the Adele side of the Rich right. Paul side. You know what I mean? So like you've weaved together this well, theory and I'll and save it. I We're going to get to it. We're going to get yeah. to it, but I did a TikTok on it and it has like 6,000 views. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a week after I posted it, then it, more comes out on it. So we're going to get to it in a second, but obviously that Monday night game, Tyrese Maxi Maxi just blew. Like, did you see how cute it was when Joel ran from the lot? He was in the locker room watching it and he ran back out through the tunnel to yes. congratulate them. It was like, so yeah. cute. but the big question that everybody keeps asking is that like, if your opportunity to trade 
Ben with Tyrese Mas- Max why can't Maxi for Bradley Beal? Would you do it? Yes or no? No, but you just have to answer yes or no. My instinct is no. My instinct is no too. Everybody I see, I know everybody is like, you're crazy, blah, 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 blah. I don't, I don't want to give them up. What's your, re- I'll up. tell you my reasoning, but me and me and Damon, the cleaning guy at work, we're just talking about this today and I'll tell you my reasoning, but what's yours? Why wouldn't you include Maxi in the trade? Because I think that he is, he, I think that he's kind of feeding off of Joel right now and will really flourish underneath him. So I'm just hoping that, um, that we keep him and he just stays sharp and can grow with the team because we, we kind of need these younger guys to, to step up. It's like, he's one of the missing pieces that we've needed. So it's kind of the theme of what I talk about a lot on this podcast. And it kind of has to do with what you're saying, but to me, what makes sports great to me is the unintangibles. It's the Zaza zoo. It's, it's the stuff that statistics and analytics cannot say, and there, it's not a coincidence that this team, there's something, there's a magic in the team. Does the magic mean they're going to go to the finals? I don't know, but I know that there's a magic. It's a magic that they haven't had for the last, the last time they had the magic when it was JJ and Tobias and Jimmy Butler and Joel and Ben, they had the magic. It's just that we got screwed because we had the double doink and Philly celebrated the double doink too much. And then it came back to bite us in the ass with the quadruple quadruple doink could we when that double when people were going crazy about that double doink and they were celebrating it and there was ticket sales because you know people were doing promotions and i was like stop celebrating the double doink it was just luck and then it came back to bite us in the ass but but my point is is that same thing with the eagle super bowl season there was a magic in the team when you looked at that team on paper it didn't make sense that they were going to win the super bowl obviously they were talented but there was no big superstar. And so there's something with Tyrese Maxey and Joel and even Tobias. It's like, there's some, there's some kind of magic that's there that I feel like it's worth exploring because the problem was they ruined the magic the year that they let Jimmy Butler go. Like they should have kept the magic that year and they didn't. So I think what's interesting is, you know, the team, because of the Ben situation, was talked about in the beginning of the season. And we said this, you know, extensively for the Ben situation, not for like the actual game and their potential. So I feel like they kind of, and I feel like Joel spearheaded this by kind of leading the team to um, there's Ginger. Hey, Ginge. To, um, but like kind of pulled the team together in a time where they were under scrutiny and it seemed like they were going to lose their big, like, the key components of the team. Right. And it's like, they're winning without them. So it's like, they had to muster up the strength. And like you said, the Jaja Zhu and just kind of pull it together. And now we're seeing them win, you know, which right. is just like unbelievable. Did you follow without their $33 million star? Right. Have you been following what happened with Ben and Shaq? Did you see the so latest Shaq- update? How, how Ben, how Ben slid into Shaq's DMs? No, I didn't see that. Was that today? Yeah, it was today. So, well, Shaq talked about it last night and then it came out today. So Shaq 
completely this is the part when we eventually make money and have a producer that the producer will have the clip of shack and then we'll insert it into the podcast but since we don't have that right now we're just going to talk about it instead. <laughs> if once we become a multi-million dollar production we'll have producers and they'll slide this this will be like and here's what shack said and they'll put the clip in but we don't have that yet so now it's just us chit-chatting about it <laughs> so just picture what it could be manifest it so shack basically just you know ripped ripped Ben a new one and said, you know, you need to muster up the cojones and go and play with your team. And he was with Charles Barkley and it was, you know, on TNT. And then he announced last night that Ben slid into his DMs and said that he was upset. He didn't go into specifics about what he said, but he did say what Ben did in my DMs is another example of how he's not being, he's not holding himself accountable. And then Shaq went on to say how one of the biggest regrets in his entire life is the fact of what, how Shaq and Kobe made it about themselves and they didn't make it about the Lakers. And he said, I try to tell these young players, it has nothing to do with being a Joel's team. It has nothing to do with being Ben's team. It's the Sixers. He said, Kobe and I could have won nine championships if we just would have stopped making it about our egos. And we didn't. He goes, we let each other get under our skin and we let it make it about ourselves. And like, we could have been this massive dynasty. And that's what Ben, like, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the Sixers. And like, you could be a dynasty. And I'm like, and it's so, you know, what's that saying where like beauty is wasted on the youth, right? Where it's like, you know, hindsight is 2020. Obviously Shaq, he's older, he's wiser, he's more self-aware. So at that point in the moment, but It was just so interesting. And it's so true. It's like, this isn't about you. It's like, you could make it about being, and he can't do it. No, he's, he's incapable. And I think it just, that's the thing about his immaturity, right? It's, he's not even old enough to understand where Shaq's coming from yet. He's still in this place where like, it's my world. I've been, I've been the prince because they dubbed him the fresh prince of Philly before he even played. Like they were calling him the prince. So it's like one of those things where I just, I don't know if he'll ever have the mental capacity until like Shaq couldn't even get away from himself then. And he like, it took him years of like wisdom and aging to. Correct. Right. So it might never come to Ben or if it does, he might have to be 40 till he finally gets it. Um, But the fact that he, the fact that he's so obsessed with himself that he like, slid into Shaq's DMs, but like, can't, it's just, it's just fascinating. And it's not a coincidence that the team is doing better without him with less star power. It's just not. I just, I, I just saw something, but I didn't actually get a chance to click on it or scroll about it. But what did they, what did Maya Jama say that they don't care about money? Yeah. In that ESPN article that they said, we don't give a damn about the money. Right. And then I, I thought it was hilarious how Doc Rivers was like, I didn't even read it. It was like 3000 words. Yeah. And Doc's like, I don't even care. I don't even feel like reading it. Well, so this leads me into my Adele theory. And obviously we still, we got to talk about the, the NFL and Tom and we'll do our Super Bowl predictions that's coming. But since we're talking about Ben this is a sports and pop culture podcast. And so obviously we love Adele and she's been missing for a decade and she finally comes back. 
and she's doing this $250 million residency in Las Vegas. And it's this massive deal. And people from all over the world are coming to see her literally all over the world. I mean, some tickets were going for like $30,000 because it was, she hasn't done anything in years. And the day before the day before she announces that she's canceling the residency and that it's just not ready. And everybody was like, Oh my God, poor Adele. In fact, I have a really funny text messages from one of my best friends, Colleen. She was like, cause I was like, this, this is fishy. There's something fishy here. Yeah. First of all, you said all that from the get go. Yeah. I said, first of all, all you do is sing lady. You don't dance. You don't twirl around. You just stand there in a dress and sing sad songs. So like, what's the issue with production? And, and, well, it's- and I had heard, I had, yeah, I had heard that her shows are like, you really have to like her music. Otherwise, like if you have seats far away, it's just kind of like you're listening to her on the radio. I went. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. went when she was in Philly and, and she, the last time she was here was 2015, I guess, 2016. And yeah, I mean, she's funny and she's, you know, it's like a cabaret. You just kind of sit there and she's like, well, everybody, hi, welcome. It's Adele. I went to Bud and Maryland's and had a really good, like, you know what I mean? That's what she was talking right. about. Like yeah. I had the fried chicken. Right. And so, so I thought it was very fishy. I'm like, you're not in Oklahoma where you can't find another venue or like you can't find other, you're in Vegas. All Vegas is, is full of massive venues and performances and people who know how to put on shows. I said, something's fishy. And so my friend Colleen was really funny. She's like, um, everybody in the entire world. Oh my God, Adele, we love you. We support you. Nicole put on a dress and sing. And I'm like, exactly. I go, because I don't know like this there's it's fishy. And then I, then all of a sudden I said to myself, you know what, what are the, uh, what are the odds you have Ben Simmons who is involved in the strangest NBA situation known to man. You talk to people who are in their 60s, 70s, people who have been coaches in media. They've never seen anything this psycho before, right? Ben Simmons is involved in this massive, strange, drama-filled issue in the NBA. Rich Paul's his agent. Adele, who has always been like the world's sweetheart, And all of a sudden she is now embroiled in this massive pop culture, music, entertainment, weird incident, millions and millions and millions of dollars at stake, not only for the casino or for herself or for the venue, but also these thousands of people that have flew all over the world to come to see her. Just like with Ben, Millions of people buying season tickets, buying jerseys, coaches and owners and organizations. And, 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 and who's Adele dating? Rich Paul. Who's the common denominator in two of the biggest issues and scandals in sports and pop culture? Rich motherfucking Paul. Do you think, he, what's your theory on him? Like, do you think he just, um, I, I mean, he has to have some sort of effect on people that, you know, his relationship with Adele played out the way that it did that she canceled her residency. Like, and the fact that like Ben is willing to give up, like, I don't know. I just, you never know. Like what, if he's telling Ben, like, look, just stick it out. It's going to be fine. We're going to make him pe-. like, you know what I mean? Like, 
and well, it's kind of, and Daryl Morey's like, no, dude, like I'm not, I'm not playing this game. Like I'm not make, I'm not sacrificing this. I'm not falling on the sword. Like, I don't care who you are. He's like, this is the team, you know, in like a way, I, I wonder I like, so I wonder what his deal is in a way. I think, and I respect the fact that he is avant-garde. He is not the norm because I do think his theory is that he finds the person's insecurity and makes them feel secure by his words. And so he's basically saying like, he's basically in a way I get it. And I almost respect it in a weird way where he's almost like, fuck the man, right? Like, no, Ben, like you're the star. You get to decide what happens in this situation. So fuck them. And that's kind of like what Adele is. Oh, you're, you're not happy with the production. Oh, you don't like the pool on the stage. You're the star. They can't do without you. Fuck them. So in a way I, I get it. I get it. Cause he's trying to give the like confidence, yeah. the power. He's trying to give the subjects the power, but unfortunately, it's, it, unfortunately, sometimes in life, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. There's, there's consequences, right? And like, yeah, Adele is the star, but now she just, she tarnished her reputation. And I think that that's where he goes wrong. And I think it, it happened with Ben. And I think with Adele is that they are stars, but your actions and consequences, like they're, they both now have a tarnish or tarnish, tarnishes, is that a word? Tarnish. More than tarn the tarn eye. They have they have the tarn they have the tarn eye and the reputation, right? Like, yeah, that's what I think it is. So, in a way, like I get what he's doing, but also it's not that simple. And so everybody who is obsessed with Adele, by her doing this, people now are like, Oh, really? And same yeah. with Ben. Like in the beginning, even after he didn't take the shot in the game in the fourth quarter last season, and he passed it to, um, to Thibault, there were still people that were like, okay, well, there's still, but then, but then this, now it's like, who wants you? Like, this is the, the consequences is that your reputation is basically ruined. Well, and it's, it's, how is it going to, how is another team going to look at this? You know, like how is another team going to um, view this and what are they going to think? And I honestly think that Rich Paul, he made by making his, his people be in these situations, they become more dependent on him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like. Well it's, it's almost, yeah. I mean, because it's, they're, they're using his rationale as validation for their decisions that are playing out a very publicly and b not in the best light. Right. It's like, so they're like clinging to him for reassurance that it's going to turn out the way that they want it. Right. But it's, it's, there's this process in the meantime where I don't know if it's a waiting game to see who wins. It's either Rich Paul, Adele and Ben, or the six, and the fan and Adele's fans like right I imagine if Adele resets her residency and 
sets the dates back up. She didn't do that yet, right? Did she no, cancel she, it indefinitely? It's yeah. I mean, they think now it's fall, but there's okay, nothing. Okay, so. Right. So, I mean, I feel like at one point, maybe like she'll go back and there will be fans there for her, but it's like, it's tough. I think it's a little bit tougher for Ben because he's dealing with multiple league executives and front offices. Like it's not oh, like, yeah. yeah. And and Adele's the one star, like he is one of many and you know, the NBA draft is every year and these kids are coming out and they're, they're coming into the league hungry. Totally. You know, like, yeah, like it's, it's, he, it's a shame that he's letting all this well, time pass him. Hold on. Tyrese Maxey is a perfect example. The heck? What happened? I think it was just someone walking by, but they were like uh, really close to my window. Sorry. Tyrese, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey is a perfect example of like being hungry. Uh, yes. He, you know I mean? like, he, he looks like he wants to play and probably does play 24-7, 365. Like, yeah. I imagine that he wakes up in the morning and just like bounces basketballs like down the stairs into breakfast while he's eating his cereal. Like, you know what I mean? Just kind of yeah. like somebody like that. And it's, it's a shame. I think that, um, that it's going this way for Ben. Cause I was really, you know, me, I was one of those people who was like, well, defensively, you know, now it's playing yeah. out to this point where it's so bad, but What's you know, I said, um, yeah, I said, it, and like, you know, the fact that Ben's camp keeps coming back and trying to place blame and make it better. Like there's no accountability. There's no accountability and it doesn't help. And it's, it's making it look very, um, very like teenage, like a hundred percent. Like, I feel like it's, it feels very high school at this point, but, um, just because it's so, it's still this petty stuff that's going on. And I feel like I said this in the beginning of the Sixers season, when we talked about them, that it felt like a high school situation where like everything, all the drama, you said this too, all the drama was overtaking the actual team. And it's yeah. like, it, it makes for fun conversation. You know, we, we've, we've been talking about it for what, six months now, like it's been going on forever, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know if Ben's camp should still try and fire back publicly. It's like, well, right. But I think that just, this is, this is the, he like they, and I think that's Shaq's point. Yeah. In regards to rich Paul though, too, is like, if you're dealing with LeBron, LeBron has way more legs than Ben Simmons. So like what you can get away with with LeBron, first of all, LeBron is the guy. And so he's allowed to say, I'm not doing that. And people say, okay, because he's LeBron, he's proven his worth. Ben's trying to pull I'm the guy and he's never proven that he's the guy. And so, and, and really quick, like I said all this about like Adele and, Rich Paul. And then sure enough, there was like two articles that came out late last week that said there was trouble in paradise and she's on the phone crying. And, you know, and I'm sure that, but I think what happened was, is like, I think it's very similar situations where, and again, this is all obviously speculation, but I don't think it's a coincidence that Ben was unhappy with what the fans were saying, with what Joel said, with what Doc Rivers said. And he goes to Rich Paul and cries about it. And Rich Paul's like, fuck them you're the star, listen to what I'm saying. And I think with Adele, she's like, production sucks and the pool looks like crap. And I can't believe it. And he's like, fuck them. You're the star. Don't do it. So he almost like, instead of you want somebody that's a manager or an agent that like is in your corner, but also like has your reputation and best interest in mind. And I don't think Rich Paul actually thinks of the consequences of what this is doing. 
Well, and I think that's because he's gotten away with it because he has been representing LeBron. Yeah, and he had like he's been in the situation with people who have already been. I mean, the, there's no one that comes close to LeBron James in the athletic world right now. I mean, right. honestly, right. maybe maybe some Olympian will pop out um, over the next uh, two weeks, and we'll see somebody like play, you know, or you know, win like seven gold medals or something, if that's even possible. I haven't even actually looked to see who um, is involved in that. But, um, you know, it's like you can't – not every situation is going to be received as if it's LeBron James on the other end. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, speaking so. of LeBron, we got to talk about our boyfriend, Tom, officially. Re- I don't believe it's real yet. Like, do you, have you come to terms with it? So I watched the video today and the little one-minute video yeah. that he put out and, like, the one when he was, like, a baby. And – I'm okay with it. I feel I've, you know, after thinking about it and thinking about how um, Tampa is like, you know, falling apart. It's like, what's he going to do? He's going to go back and do it another year. Like, I think this was his last ditch. I think he thought that he was going to get another one. I think he was, I think he thought he was going to get his, you know, eighth, but um, I, I feel like it's okay that he hung it up. I'm excited to see who's next. Yeah, I'm just not ready. Like, I just, I wanted like one more year. I just wanted to see, like, I wanted his, I wanted him to play. And he even said, like, he goes, I'm not saying this just to say it, but I really do believe that I could play at 50. Like, it's not about my body. It's about like the time. I know. I, I am of in the camp that I feel like um, Giselle was probably like, you didn't win again this year. You are not going to win next right. year. You are done. Yeah, My I think she's like, you made me live. The football catches at the same fucking time. Yeah. Remember that line? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My husband can't. That's in. Well, I watched the whole documentary. Um, and yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that he did the, did the documentary. Although when it leaked on Saturday, everybody was posting about it. And then he wouldn't confirm it. And Mina Kimes said, guys, like they're just putting the finishing touches on the retirement video. And then like, sure enough, you know, the video came out Monday and another one. And I was like, she was right. Like they were just put the, the, the retirement video was not done being edited. That was, the I problem. do. I do feel bad that it, the, that it got out there um, without him being able to announce it. Like, yeah, that was I, really weird. And I thought, I think maybe- well, because they're saying that it came from his camp too. So I'm like, who let the cat out of the bag, Tom? Which is crazy because, like, that never happens with him. But it will be interesting to see what he does next. I mean, I don't think he's going to do anything for a minute. Like, I think he has. Did you see brain. my tweet? No, what did I said? I said that I hope that he just becomes like a regular Florida person and sells um, like a sugary signature drink outside of Winter the Dolphins Aquarium. Well, R.I.P. Then somebody's like, Winter's dead. I was like, I didn't know that. Right. Winter from Dolphin Tail. How she was in Clearwater. Um, I hope that Tom is like just out there selling like a TB12 drink and like a frosted dolphin mug that has like a TB12 jersey on yeah, and like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Cause I told like Tampa, Tampa, Tom Brady is what is what made me like have my change of heart. And like, I saw him in a new light that like, I'd always hoped to see him in. Yeah. So, um, and I feel like now that he's out of the league, I can wear a Tampa Tom Brady shirt. Like I want like, the you know the shirt that everybody has of him getting off of the boat yeah yeah i want that shirt um they said that they bought they're moving to this like eco village that's like outside of miami 
that they bought, oh, like they're, they're staying in Florida. That's what it said. I mean, I think they were going to have like nine homes, but I think they're staying in Florida. Is it their own village? Yeah, I'll have to find the article, but I'm pretty sure they bought it like two years ago for like 17 million and then like knocked it down and like redid the whole thing. And it's an eco-friendly village. So they probably, oh my God. Yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. live forever. Tell well, I going, think it's yeah, no. going to live to like 177. Well, it is kind of funny, totally off the subject because we can talk for like another two hours, but I've been listening to Matt Damon on, well, I listened to the Bradley Cooper podcast with Dak Shepard and now oh, I'm yeah. listening to the Matt Damon one. And they talk about like, are we in a simulation and gene mutation and how they figured out how to like remove genes and replace genes and how we're just, it's just all fake. And we're just like, a, and Matt Damon was like, what are the odds that the Chicago Cubs win the world series for the first time in 109 years and Donald Trump becomes president all within two weeks of each other. He's like, it's not real. We're all in a game. <laughs> I've read, so I've been doing a lot of reading about this. Yeah. It's freaky. It's freaky and it's it's really interesting, although I don't really know what the purpose is. And I hope that if our sim masters are listening. Yeah. That, that they, they will up, Can you bump the podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you're sim masters, if you're controlling us, like give us. We're the, ready. Like, let, yeah. Like yeah, we're, we're ready. ready. Like, let's yeah. Oh, let's go. We would love to. We would love I'm to. Not, like, we're, pump we up the are volume. not resisting. No, no. Sim masters. We're ready. Sim. Like, here. Go ahead. Make me be my puppet master. Be my puppet master. <laughs> Gonna be me. <laughs> um, so, okay. So what's the, what's your, who's your, who's winning the Super Bowl? Uh, it's so boring like listen i'm i'm excited i'm excited for the Bengals. i really am i just think the fact that we have to see the rams at home with fake fans it's such a snooze i did want to see i would have loved if it was jimmy and tom that would have been amazing yeah oh my Um, god yes yeah and i think so statistically it's like the um statistically it's the worst super bowl ever based on seating like how um what the Bengals were the fourth right seed. right right so like statistically it's like the worst Super Bowl ever but um I'm looking forward to the halftime show uh oh, I'm yeah, intrigued halftime. to see how Joe Burrow does yeah but there's a part of me that like wants to see Matt Stafford win just because of everything he went through in Detroit and just going to LA and like having this season I don't know, there's something about him there's something about Matt Stafford that rubs me the wrong way for some reason. Well, is, he's the whole I think team. I think the whole like team is a little. Tra- I think he and his wife are secret Trumpers too. I, I think like his whole the whole team reminds me of like um like a, like frat boys, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like Joe Barrow, I love Joe Barrow ever since the moment of the NFL draft when he got picked and his he's sitting in his. Um, living room with his with his parents and like in this little house and like they had like these thick curtains uh-huh. that were like made of like this weird material and it was like pink and I was like he lives in like it looked like he lived in like a row home in like northeast Philly you know totally. so like I love I love his story so and it's the year of the tiger so I'm probably going to be rooting for the Bengals well because- here's a fun fact do you know that there's never been a player who won the Heisman a national championship and the Super Bowl, and if he does it, he'd be the first ever. 
How is that even possible? Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Yeah. And here's another fun fact. So it's the year of the tiger. The Bengals are in it. The year the Eagles won was the year of the dogs. Was it? It was the year of the dogs. Weird. We called ourselves the underdogs. Like, I mean, you know, I love all that stuff, but um, no, I feel like magic. Yeah, I'm definitely I was I mean, but speaking of simulation, like the fact that Patrick Mahomes, it's almost like his battery run ran out. You know what I mean? It's almost like his simulator. They forgot to charge it at (laughs) halftime. It's like, yeah, he was just that. His sim master went to get a snack at halftime, forgot to plug in Patrick Mahomes. And they were like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like if we're in a simulation, they definitely made sure that like Patrick Mahomes' character ran out of batteries because I know, I know. Maybe or they like made him have like an like a terrible sleep the night before, you know, because there's nothing I feel like I'm somebody who like if I don't have a good night of like good night's sleep, well, and you know that I'm a sleeper. Yeah. It can be bad. Like I, I the next day I'm totally thrown off. This week I did I you had a bad night Monday and Tuesday for some reason. Slept really good last night. So I feel much better today. But that's what I'm I'm it's like maybe the sin instead of like not charging them, they could have been like, that's hell. So they're yeah. charging us when they're sleeping. The sim masters charge us when they're sleeping. So good. So Patrick Mahomes, or maybe uh-huh. his maybe his baby was awake. Maybe or the baby maybe was his, awake. Maybe the yeah. I will say I do Lord. hate I do hate the the I I hate the hate that his brother Jackson Mahomes and that his fiance Brittany gets is I hate the fact like listen I understand that people might think it's annoying that his brother like does TikTok dances but like the the blatant homophobia that's on social media I'm like and I I couldn't help it the one day like I had to. I had to say something, but I was like, this has nothing to do with you. Who can, it's like, there was all these memes. Joe Burrow's the only one that could save us from seeing Jackson Mahomes be at the Super Bowl. And it's just like, you're so jealous. You're so jealous that like, you don't get him and that you feel like it's okay to like make gay jokes. Like it's so lame. I'm like, God, the toxic masculinity is just so over like, stop. It's it. I feel like it is over. Like, I feel like I'm hoping that people are learning. It's just so annoying anymore. I'm just like, but you go nobody on, care. You go on like ESPN's Instagram or Bleacher Report's Instagram. And like, you see all these like young white kids and just how much hate they spew. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. Is it a, it, do, why is it? The question is like, why is it annoy you? Like what, why does it annoy you so bad? And I, and I don't think that they could answer it. And like the whole thing with like Britney spraying the fans with champagne. Like I thought that was funny. I think it would be awesome to be sprayed with champagne. And like, uh, well, and I like, I know people get really annoyed with her, but if she was, if that was Nick Foles, wife, like nobody would have cared. Like during the door, if it was the Eagles and it was Nick Foles, wife, nobody would have cared. People would have been obsessed. The fact that she did that. So true. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. don't like the fact that like she's outspoken and like she's showy. They just like want her to like be a quiet wife. And I'm not saying that like I like either of them. I actually it's it's just like the Kardashians. I don't love any of them. It's just there's no reason to hate somebody that that is a stranger to you. It's very weird. So I was listening to um Oprah's podcast today on the way Ooh. out to um 
the Philadelphia Curling Club, and she had Malcolm Gladwell on. And have you read Talking with Strangers? Mm-mm, no. So it's I, it's I think it's his latest book. It's Talking with Strangers. And it starts out with the Sandra Bland story um, about, you remember Sandra Bland? She was yeah. the woman who was arrested in Texas for no reason, lit up a cigarette, and then the cop, you know, dragged her out of the And she died in jail. And then she died in jail. Um, so and they Malcolm never kind of, they never said what why why she, what she died of did they suicide they say it was suicide yeah they say it was suicide but like she shouldn't have even been in the cell in the first oh place yeah it was insane didn't do anything wrong yeah. yeah so um Malcolm kind of talks about in the podcast um, how a lot of the problem uh, problems with humans um, and human interaction is we don't talk to each other to understand each other and that like we have these inherent um beliefs that we like hold on to and and he, he goes into other people too like he talks about like bernie madoff amanda knox like all these polarizing people and like not it's not that he's giving them a pass he's just understanding like their personalities and he's like we have to talk to each other to get to like the bottom of who we are as people in order to come together. It's really fascinating. I highly recommend listening to it. I don't know if I'm ex- doing it justice explaining, but you're saying like, why do you hate strangers? It's, it, it, he basically, he explains that concept. Um, Got it. Okay. A little bit differently. And he's just like, we don't even know each other to hate each other. You know, like well, I think what happened that's... and what happened in this cop's life. Like, And again, he's saying it's horrific, but like we have to get to the root of the problem here where why are you this angry at yes. this woman for smoking a cigarette? And um, burnt, like Amanda Knox, it, it was really fascinating when he went into her, he was saying how she didn't react emotionally the same way that the other roommates did when they found out that her roommate had died, Meredith Kircher, um, the Amanda Knox story from years ago. Well, yeah, and no, that was I just why listened, they- she was on Call Her Daddy. Alex Cooper did a whole interview with Amanda Knox and I, it was fascinating. And Amanda Knox said that. She said, I did not react the way that they wanted me to react. And from that moment, they painted me as a killer. Well, and that's what she's, and, and Malcolm Gladwell said, you know, because he studied, you know, he studied like the Sandra Land tapes, like his work is amazing because he studies his subjects and does like a ton of research on them and then writes the books. And he said how, when he read about Amanda Knox, how what he read was she didn't react emotionally like everybody else, like you're saying. And that's why, but she was in shock, right? Like, and it's, if, if somebody would have talked to her to get through to her that like, we don't act, whatever we're thinking and feeling like our emotions, like we never act the same on them. And it's getting to the root of people's emotions that will bring us together as a society. Yeah. You know, or like make us understand each other more. So that's like the whole premise of the book, but that's it. It's like, why do you hate strangers that you don't even know? It just, it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. And I find myself like the people that I, and I don't really hate anybody to be honest, but the people that seem to get under my skin are people who like alienate. Like I have a huge problem with a lot of like the conservative talking heads because I feel like it's like these white people who want to alienate people. Like, I don't know if you, if you know who Matt Walsh is, but I hate the fact that I'm even like giving him a a name, but he's another like Glenn Beck guy. And he was on, he was on Dr. Phil talking about how he like, doesn't believe in 
people being transgender. And so th- there was these transgender people on the show and he was like talking right to them, basically being like, it's, you have a mental illness and my, and like, I just, I hate, and I, I, I use the word hate because I'm like, what's wrong with you that you want to be that person to make someone else feel so bad. Well, so that's where I, that's where like mine. So it's like the whole thing with like Jackson Mahomes is just this 22 year old kid dancing on TikTok, And then you have these people making fun of him. And it's like, why do you want to be a person to hurt somebody else? That's well, where, that's where I get mad. Well, and this week, I think it's a, kind of important to address what happened um, over the weekend with uh, Chesley Chris, Chris yes. committing suicide, 30 years old, former Miss USA. And a lot of what I read about that case was she said that it was really, she took the scrutiny online really hard. And it was because it was all these men saying her hair looked like crap or that her body was too muscular, that she looked like a man. And it's like this beautiful, successful, she was a lawyer, um, a a TV correspondent, like no matter what she had, it was, she was still so sad that she like fell to her death, but she talked about how the online hate added to her problems. Like this was like a while ago, she wrote a piece for Allure L or one of the magazines and talked about the difficulties of it and just kind of like being a woman on social media. And it's like, it's all the same thing too, right? It's like, and it's women say stuff too, but it's mostly men who are, who are throwing the hate out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's where I get really worked up about it is because it's why do you want to make other people feel bad is what I, if you have somebody saying like, just as an example, like I'm a black man and this is my experience, but then there's this white guy who's telling you how they should feel. Like you have no idea what that's like. Why do you think you have the authority? This is the age old question. This is the age old question of why people feel comfortable in any place in life. Well, especially when you're, if you're, if you've never been marginalized and you've never been on the receiving end of oppression, or you've never suffered at the hands of somebody else, and you've always had that advantage in life, what would you know about it otherwise? Yeah. Or I think a lot of of it though. and, And you never face the consequences for it anyway, even if you did. I think a lot of it is it's people think, well, the whole thing that happened with Carmelo Anthony at the Sixers game, And people were like, well, he makes millions of dollars. Like who cares if somebody called him a boy? Well, there have, it has extreme racial, um, the context is extremely racially charged. And just because someone's a millionaire doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to them, but it's almost the person hates themselves because they, they're, they aren't unhappy with their life. And they're like, well, you have a million dollars. You should be happy you shouldn't care what anybody says about you. Right. And so the hate comes from the, the hate comes from self-hate, but they don't even know why they have the self-hate. No, which is why everybody should go to therapy. We are big advocates for that. Huge. You're on the Lipstick League. Oh, I was at therapy on Monday. I just love it. I'm like, why? Why do I think this way? Why? Why? Um, we should really quick touch upon Brian, Brian Flores' case. Yeah, speaking um, and of- obviously- um, I don't know if there's much to touch about. Like we, I mean, you listen to the podcast, you know, we're like, yes, we're like, it's obvious what's going on. I don't think there's, what else can we say? You know, our, our stand on it. Uh, I, but I, I do think it's kind of, it's not funny, but I, I think that it's 
kind of ridiculous how Bill Belichick and ridiculously hilarious how Bill was the one who's like, oh, my bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he I mean, how first of all, like like, of like my of like when my dad like I just picture like my dad texting like how I could just picture Bill being like. Oh yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Just cause he's Wait, like, there, he's is like a, there is a meme today. There was a meme that said, um, my dad just texted me, Hey, can you call me? And it's either to say hi or that my whole family died. However, it could be both. And it's like, that's yes. like, right. Like that's like the bill Belichick. It's like, you just picture bill Belichick as this like 70 year old dad being like, congrats. Oh, wrong beat. He's like, he can't, he's like pulling his glass. What B? Yeah. I, I thought somebody was supposed to make my text bigger. I can't see. Right, right. Like, that's what it felt like to me. And I was like, totally. yeah, but that, that again is another act of the, of the universe or the sim masters putting things into action that hopefully it'll make tangible change. Because again, this issue gets brought to light again. You know, it, yeah, it, I mean, it keeps, it keeps resurfacing until it, it'll change. And clearly nobody's, even though the rules in place, nobody's interested in changing it. The NFL is not interested in changing it. 75% yeah. black. There's only one black head coach. Well, there was an amazing tweet that said, there's a reason that it's called the Rooney rule because Pittsburgh was the only team that ever took it seriously. And that's Rooney is the, was the owner of the Steelers. He had since passed away. Speaking of pop culture, you know, the whole thing with Rooney how the Maras and the Roonies and it's Rooney and Mara, the actress, the two actresses, right. And their families are the owners. Wait, Rooney, Mara, Ro- Mara yeah. Rooney, what's her name? It's um, they're the sisters. Why can't I think of Rooney? I, I know Mara. Is it Rooney Mara? That's what I thought her name was. Right. No, sorry. So it's yeah. Rooney Mara and Kate Mara. Okay. And, but their families are the Roonies and the Maras. So the, the Maras are the owners of the giants and the Roonies were the owners of the Steelers. Right. And okay. okay. So it's the, it's the grandfathers. And so that's how their parents met is like in the NFL world. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What a but that's mark. why her name's Rooney <laughs> because it's the mom's maiden name. Right. That but makes sense little pop culture uh, tidbit, but uh, I think it's really, really interesting that it was named the Rooney rule because Rooney was so advanced at the time in regards to diversity. So they named the Rooney rule after him, but he's the one, the only one that ever took it seriously. I know it really, it really makes me sad. I I hope, and you know, I heard a lot of speculation this week that Jeffrey Lurie's going to end up handing, um, the franchise over to his son, Julian. Yep. And that Julian's, you know, been at the senior bowl and he's learning all about the organization. So I'm hoping that um, maybe somebody like him, if that indeed, I mean, we don't know when Jeffrey's stepping down and uh, I'm hoping that somebody like him will come in with a fresh set of eyes, you know, like the, a younger generation and just be more, but it's the NFL and it takes, I don't know, a decade to make small, very small changes because they just live in denial. And well, yeah, they live in this world constantly deny everything. It was, I think the issue is that like with it being passed down, right. So Jeffrey Lurie is a billionaire because of his dad, because of his grandfather. 
So like he lit and you were not taking away the fact that he built the, the Eagles organization into what it is. Right. But his son has never, his son was never a a normal person. I mean, his son is being handed a billion dollar enterprise. (laughs) So, and this isn't exclusive, just the Eagles. It's, it's the way of, it's the way of, of the billionaire world. It's, it's, you get most, most, you look at most multimillionaires and it's all generational wealth. It, It all comes from somewhere. It's very, 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 very rare that you have somebody that was like us that all of a sudden becomes a multimillionaire. It does happen once in a while, but it's rare. And especially a billionaire. Sim masters. <laughs> yeah. Please let us be the exception. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're totally, it's just like the movie. He's just not that into you. I want to be the exception. So I will be the exception with relationships. I want to be the exception with my sim master. Like I, and I will be so grateful if I'm the exception. Do you know how grateful I would be? I would be so grateful and so full of joy. Yes. And I would pass, like we would pay it forward. So I, you know, there's so like, many things that I want to do. The foundations I, um, that we would create. The foundations. Well, and honestly, if you're listening to this in the Philadelphia area, I, Nicole, you know this, I'm a big, I try to advocate for homelessness awareness. Philadelphia has like a real problem right now. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Um, And I will tell you really quick. So where I, where my apartment is to where my parking garage is like a block and a half. And on the regular, I pass like six or seven homeless people. And my joke is always like, if I gave them money every day, I then would also be homeless. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But obviously my heart breaks. and, And I think when I walk past these people every day, I literally think like, What's their story? What happened to them? What were they like at eight years old? Right. Well, um, and it's, be- it's because like, we're seeing so there's so many different, um, like ages and races. It's, it's just yes. like, you're seeing elderly and, and young, young, young adults yeah. and all sorts of, um, homeless people. And, um, there is, it is cold. So cold code blue in Philadelphia, you can call that number. If you see a homeless person, I'm going to give it out. And you're listening because I, what are the odds that Mac or Hank and I ran into a homeless man who was looking for somewhere to sleep when we were on our way back from the um, supermarket. And I sent him to, I think I sent him to St. Francis in, in um, Kensington. And a lot of the shelters are out of room. And then Hank ran into him again, separately the next day. And no was able, way. yeah, and was able to kind of um, send him somewhere else that he had found. But what are the odds that you know? And he said, "Were you able to get into that shelter?" And he said, "No." The guy said, "No." So it's an issue right now, and yeah, it's like, really bad. I will say, there's an organ. There's two different organizations that I see around my neighborhood because it's pretty bad around my neighborhood. And one is always around like 10, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, and then there's another one that comes at night. In fact, I saw them. Um, when I was coming home from the Sixers game, the problem with homelessness though, is that a lot of it is addiction. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a very, it's a severe problem and, you know, addiction is, is mental health, it's mental illness and it's sad. It really is sad. And, and I don't have the answer. And all I know is like, try to do what you can and especially be kind. Like, you know, you see people who just think it's a nuisance and, that bothers me because it's not imagine. Yeah. It sucks to be constantly asked for money, but imagine if you had to ask people for money. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's the number. If you see a person who appears to be homeless outside during a quote code blue, and I think we're going to have another one. It's 215-232-1984 in Philadelphia. Um, so that's my little personal PSA. Was there anything else we want to touch on? Oh, we had to talk about real quick. Congratulations to our girl, Riri on her pregnancy, Rihanna. You know, are I you still, upset? I just loved her and Drake. I, I did. So you're, yeah, I know. Although you, the, the meme you shared about ASAP, um, at the front the, desk, I was phenomenal. That was so read sweet. it. I have it. Hold on. Yeah. That was so sweet. It said, hold on, let me pull it up. I know, but like, it says, really? when I worked a front desk at a studio, ASAP came in. I didn't realize who he was. So I asked him to sign in on the sheet. He said, ASAP. And I said, yes, now, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> and he smiled and didn't make fun of me. So yes, he'll be a great dad. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. I'm happy for her. I mean, I'm sure she, maybe she's at that point in her life where she's like, I want to do this. Um, so congrats to the happy couple. And I've been thinking like, what do you think they're going to name their baby? Oh, wow. Do you think I it's going to be one of those celebrity baby names? Or I feel like she might go simple and name her like Alice. Is she having a girl? Is she definitely having a girl? No, I don't know why I said she. Well, she wasn't pink. Although maybe she'd throw us off, you know, because men could wear pink too. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I don't know why I just said girl, but let's see. We'll have to have like a pool on it and see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, she seems very, very happy with him and they seem in love. It's just there was something about her and Drake and that I loved and he screwed it up when. But you know what it was? You know what you loved about them? What? That that fire. It was the fire. They had the fire. And the fire is not sustainable. It burns. You have to keep putting fuel on the fire. If you let the fuel out, the fire's out. Well, he put his fuel somewhere else and got, somewhere, and and got somebody a, else pregnant. Into a Swedish porn star. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening as always. Follow us. Um, you know, we're on all the socials. Uh, please subscribe. Leave a positive review. And yeah, we got to get some guests on. We, we haven't been having, well, we had Mike on. He was great. So we'll have to see who else we can get on. Still looking for the JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick, yes. And we'll have um, a couple more guests hopefully coming up soon. And next week will be the Super Bowl week. Crazy. Or the big game week. Are we allowed to even say Super Bowl? Yeah, because we're podcast? not doing, we're not, it's only if you're giving away something. Okay. So we're not giving away anything except for our love and affection for listening and virtual hugs and, and virtual hugs. Yes, <laughs> Oh, <laughs>